Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings and welcome. <laughs> you okay, buddy? I'm okay. Do you want me to take your temperature? That's too much. <laughs> the, the oxygen level is not right in this tent. Oh, it's not mixed, right? No, it's a little a little too much. 70% nitrous oxide? Yeah, I'm a little healthier, I guess, than the guy that was in here before. I, I don't need as much. younger. <laughs> You've been to the YMCA. He is not. All right, well, welcome no, 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 I say that. Joe's at the... Uh, 77. Yeah, but playing fitness no we just got to get the dials down sort of like apollo 13 <laughs> when we're in the capsule <laughs> you need more and, duct tape and they figure out that they're figuring the numbers for two instead of three. <laughs> oh, is that what they did one <laughs> and, time uh, i think oh, kevin bacon's the actor he makes the comment well i'll just stop breathing then <laughs> it's not working out <laughs> all right well, uh, welcome on aboard. the mark <laughs> right, somebody's going to sponsor us and here's our show and, and that has been rightly directly across from me enjoying coffee he bought me a hundred coffee pods so thank you sir mm-hmm. I do You're appreciate welcome. that. I'm uh, gonna. I'm drinking about one cup a day, a little bit later on in the day, but not much. So I'm enjoying a I little cut these back might, there. This, these might be Jamaican coffee. Mm, I'll have could to be, double I don't know. <laughs> It's funny. You were you listening yesterday? We talked about Jamaica. How did you talk? I, one I, of the few Caribbean countries where slaves were imported there. Yeah, I've been to Jamaica. Boy, I want to say whew, almost 20 times. Know some business people down there. Oh, no Very kidding. interesting. Uh, country and uh, uh, cockpit country blue mountain coffee might be the best in the world but coffee's like art if you like it you like it and it's 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 your own choice but uh, it's like when i love hershey's chocolate and people say oh you got to try this it's dutch double dark dirt coffee from uh the uh a Gießen section of Germany, hmm. and that's your ancestors. Uh, uh, right, I try it, and I'm like, uh, that tastes like mud. Oh no, it's the richest coffee in the world. Hey, you know, it, it, people, or chocolate in the world. People's perceptions are their reality, mm-hmm. okay. and you have to respect that to a degree. Now. Facts might not back up their reality, but their perceptions are their reality. But, uh, nope, on the mark. Summary Motors, I think, right? Yep, sponsored by the No Sunbury mud Motors down there, right? No, they're uh, high and dry. Uh, they are available at sunburymotors.com. I have gone back on the website several times to rebuild my Ford Ranger. My lovely bride keeps suggesting slight changes, so we've redone this several times. Every time I get one delivered, then they sell it off to somebody else because they say I'm not quite ready yet. But uh, we got all green lights across the board now. But sunburymotors.com toll-free line is open. You can call us now, 1-800-795-9565. The president was talking about another conspiracy theory yesterday and some of the media is really <laughs> running with it. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Fauci is saying you can go back to school this fall if you're careful. Uh, we have a lot of, actually a lot of people <laughs> say you can go back to school this fall if you're careful. Uh, we have the PIAA is waiting. Lewisburg is waiting a couple weeks. We have the uh, Shikolami is starting on time. 
time, if I'm correct. Oh, yep, Chicken Lemme starting uh, that, on time. That's the story. I mean, not our new local newspaper who talk about on the front page one school's delaying. No, no. Go to the second part. Shook to, to open, so that that's right. the story. That's front page news, yeah, not 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 the ones that are delaying. Not the other one. Around. And in fairness to Lewisburg, no Mark, th- this whole Union County count Outbreak, scenario yeah. is is ridiculous. If you're going to count people that are incarcerated, it, it makes no sense at all when you want to look at the common sense of it. So uh, this is not fair to the people of Union County. On the mark at WKOK.com is the email address if you'd like to send us a note on the mark at WKOK.com and text it to 70236. I'm a bad host of the show. I have superlative guest co-host today. That's Ben Reichley, local business person, Sunbury Motor Company, Ford Fusion owner. And uh, you have a daughter in the Seals Grove. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Taurus owner. Oh, Taurus. Okay. Daughter does have an escort. And uh, still in school? Yeah. Okay. She's Super. trying to be a senior. If the uh, you have one of those daughters where my lovely bride goes on Facebook and and sees your daughter and says, "Mark, do you know this young woman?" And I look at her and I'm like, "No, I never saw her before in my life." And she's that is Ben's daughter. So she's done very well for herself, and she's hopefully uh, growing and maturing. And, and uh, where's she going to school? This gonna, is uh, well, she's at Seals Grove now, and there's a couple college options coming up. Okay. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, as most, if not all, seniors, high school seniors in our area, uh, there's a little bit of angst. Uh, what's going on? Not just the athletic, the academic folks, you know. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll see what happens this year. And as for producer today, uh, we have Chad Hirschberger. Nope, that's crossed out. We have uh, Mark Stevens. Nope, that's crossed out. We got Kevin Hur over there? Nope. The Kevin Hur's crossed up. out. Uh, there's only one person left at the very end of the bench, almost tipping it over if uh, everybody gets, out, gets off the mad. bench at the other end. Welcome aboard, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Matt Catrillo he's is doing, here. He's, he's, he's having a double header today, right, Matt? I am, yes. Early start to the day. He loves it so much, as Ernie Banks says, they're going to play too. So he'll be producing On the Mark and then going to uh, the Steve Jones Show. And you know what is similar about both those shows, Mark? Great producing. Great producing and the phone number. Oh, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Any important words to get us started? You always have so much extra information than I ever know about. No, you were good with the Shikalemi thing. That's the newest. Yeah, Shikalemi's going to start morning. on time. Well, good that's a them. major bullshit. Yeah, good for them. Uh, Lawrence's worthless advice is that schools start on time and that athletics happen on time. Obviously, the high school athletics isn't going to start well, on time. Well, you know what, though? Matt, can you give us a little, your synopsis of baseball real quick, but also Mark's Cubbies? Because I think the Cubbies are... <laughs> oh, they're 13 <laughs> it, it, Yeah, yeah they're, the Cubbies are a year, a good start. Yeah, I was watching a little pick bit Pick a year to tear time. it up this year, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's, been, it's been handled pretty wrong by... Major League Baseball overall, um, but at, at least you only have teams, uh, 28 teams that are so far so good, but the Cardinals and the Marlins. The Cardinals is not really their fault. It just, it's one of those things that just happens when you play and you, and you still have the virus there, but what the Marlins did was just absolutely stupid. Yeah, well, the Cardinals, uh, my Cardinals, going back to Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, Joe Torre, uh, Kurt Flood. Kurt Flood, who uh, folks uh, in baseball, players should uh, thank Kurt Flood every day for the uh, money they're making. Kurt Flood was the 
man who made free agency happen, but later in the early 70s, Andy Messersmith, and Matt can look that up, but that's for Steve Jones's show. But uh, no, my Cardinals are, are hurting. I think the whole team and the front office is now on the injured reserve list, <laughs> so I don't think they'll be around to play your Cubbies, Mark. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So hopefully the Cubbies will keep on going. This this is this is their time. Uh, Lawrence's worthless advice is that we play high school sports. You're a parent, Matt. Would you let your high school child play today? It's it's a tough call for me still. Um, if okay. it's a if it's a non-contact sport, I probably feel a little better about it. Like a, like a tennis. If it's singles oh. tennis, like a cross country. You know, the governor obviously kind of botched that yesterday a little bit. Um, well, he did have some points, but I still think it could be played <laughs> if you handle it well. Um, and uh, uh, golf, of course. Oh, well, well. But the contact sports is where I would kind of be a little uh, little weary still. Okay. So what if a, a, a teen gets COVID-19? What, what's, let's suppose worst-case scenario happens. You have a teenager that gets COVID-19. What happens? Well, the PIAA has said the entire team would have to quarantine for two weeks. Okay. So that would be the, the big caveat there. And it's still no. unclear about the playoff scenario, if that were to happen during during the playoffs, if there even are state playoffs. I've had the privilege of talking to Bob Mavardi a few times now since all this started, and he's not sure they're going. the PIAA would have state playoffs at this point for the fall, depending on what is decided, if they do decide to go ahead with fall sports in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I would okay. say that's a true I had the privilege to sit with Dr. Lombardi on Wednesday. Uh, I thought we were having a 20-minute conversation, and we went way past that. But uh, their frustration at the PIAA is the uh, if the governor does, doesn't want this to happen, say you don't want it to happen, don't string the athletes along, the student-athletes along, the parents along, and say no. And I've said this before, the dirty little secret and the political side of this has gotten so far out of control. The dirty little secret is liability, is who's liable if somebody gets sick, who's going to sue somebody. The trial lawyers are, uh, you know, these people are lining up with their commercials ready to go. Forget about um, baby powder, mesothelioma. You're going to see corona, corona, corona. And if you don't give some sort of umbrella of liability, I want to say insurance, meaning not buying insurance, but if you don't, you don't control liability, liability some some safety protection, you're, you're not going to have industry, you're not going to have particularly in the hospitality and the schools. So can the schools control the liability enough to say, Athletics, And here's the other thing. You, you, you hear the uh, health secretary and you hear the governor talking about this. And I think the health secretary said, well, we don't have any data to show how safe this is. Okay, well, Matt, I throw this question to you and I throw this out to anybody else. Well, where's the data to say how unsafe this is? Um, I know Dr. Levine mentioned yesterday there were some other state data that they used. But my... My only response as far as Pennsylvania is concerned is you still have youth baseball, Little League, yes. all that was still going on. So I'm, I was just I was a little surprised that they weren't following that a little bit more closely. Sure, it's probably not as to the extent as we normally see it during a normal summer, but there was still play there. Yes. So I, I kind of question why that they weren't attacking that a little bit more vigorously yeah. than 
but Matt, my, my daughter and uh, 35 other teams or maybe more competed in a field hockey tournament in Delaware last weekend. And these teams were from all over the Mid-Atlantic states. Uh, you know, like you said, baseball's been going on. Travel baseball's been going on. Lacrosse. We have practices yeah. of basketball. So, and also, liability too, let, 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 let's look at that. It's the liability factor. But you know what? Athletic participation is also education. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, it, it's getting tired to hear about this. Well, we got to be safe. we got to be safe. So what exactly is unsafe? And state of California... The liability is so bad, almost every product you sell, any service you give, you have to have a disclaimer that this might cause something that could end your life. Mm-hmm. So you know what they're doing in California if you get a birth certificate? They're, they're, they're stamping on there, caution. Life. Life could cause death. Yeah. I mean, this is getting this absurd. The risk and reward factors aren't out there. Well, are we are we going to crawl in a cave and let COVID take us over? Or are well, we my, point in all, my point in all this is, I guess, is if, if the, li- the liability thing, I always thought from the get-go, and this is not just high school, this is college when we talk about the Big Ten and Pac-12 and, and, the their, and their decision-making and the pros, too. If Shouldn't there have been lawyers out there saying, whoa, what about our liability? And if that was the case right, right right from the get-go, then why are we still having this conversation? Then, of course, you would have to say no if you didn't want to deal with those liability concerns, and then we're making this more dramatic than it should be. Exactly. All we're, doing is, all we're doing, and this is for all athletes of all levels, is hurting them worse because we're giving them false hope for no reason at this point because especially now this liability issue has come up when this should have been done long ago these decisions not to play on all levels should have been made back in june but what what is the liability factor matt if you go out and uh you know you run a a four three at the combine you pull your hamstring where's your where's the liability factor there you go sue the combine you go sue the nfl well that's a little bit different because that's stuff that that's stuff that's had that happens in play we're talking about a little bit different, different circumstances if you get in play you get covid you know what happens if you get get sick what if you get the flu while you're doing this so at some point risk well, reward but well, the liability factor is hanging back there almost like darth vader does well let me tell you about reward i i, I can name two students i'm not going to name them but i can name them off mic to you guys two students for whom playing on the football team was the most important part of their high school career. Yes, they participated in academics, and and they did okay in that. It wasn't their strong point, but the camaraderie, teamwork, the learning, responding, and, and discipline made them what they are today, and they're much better people for it, and it was the sports that did that, and we definitely should play full sports. It's all part of the equation of life, Mark. And in the equation of school, if you're in the musicals, if you're in the band, if you're in the debate club, if you're on the chess team, if you're football, if you're field hockey, cross country, that's all the experience. And there is large portions of people who want to diminish that experience. And I hate to say it, uh, let's look at selfishness on all sides of this, (laughs) but let's look at the political percentage, which is way too high. Selfishly, I do have a stake in this, and I want the kids to play. All right, uh, we have uh, three epidemiologists and public health experts at the microphone right now, but we Mm -hmm. would invite you to join us and uh, participate in this discussion. 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. Ben mentioned liability, so uh, uh, we know that the U.S. Tribe 
Trial Lawyers Association is to tort reform, what the NRA is to common sense changes in gun laws. So we can talk a little bit about mm, that. Who's really pulling harsh. the strings in Harrisburg? <laughs> but we'll talk about that. 1-800-795-9565. Call us immediately. Pull off the road. Put on the flashers and say, Mark, 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 Mark. <laughs> Academics is the most important. I dare somebody to say that. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market wkok.com there's still a lot of summer left but time is running out to save on a new kia from sunbury motors kia It's the Summer Sticker Sales Event at Sunbury Motors Kia. But you have to hurry in before these deals fade away like the summer sun. Sunbury Motors Kia offers you the low price promise on every new Kia on the lot. Just listen. 2020 Kia Serenos with up to $7,200 off. As low as $23,998. 2020 Kia Sportages with up to four grand off. Starting at just $22,793. Plus, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you top trade and value for your current vehicle. Bring your trade, look for a sticker, and save. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. The Summer Sticker Sales Event at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Savings include all applicable discounts and rebates, including Sunbury Motors Kia discount. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to kia.com. In recent days, staying connected has meant more than ever before. At Penteladata, we thank our frontline workers for giving us the hope that tomorrow will be better and for letting us do our part in keeping everyone connected with schools, families, and friends, even while being apart. As America slowly and carefully returns to work, we're here to help your business come back smarter, bigger, and better than before with a fiber network that will keep us all connected and move us forward. Penteladata Fiber Networks. Topahawken Mountain Spring Water is my go-to. I love hiking and being outdoors, but it is a must to drink plenty of water, especially when you're on the go. But not all water is the same. Topahawken is natural mountain spring water. I avoid muscle cramps and fatigue when I exercise, thanks to Topahawken. Topahawken Mountain Spring Water, Northumberland. Delivery to your home or office. Keep a bottle with you all the time. Topahawkenwater.com. Topahawken. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then try Babbel. Text VOICE to 484848 and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel free. Just text VOICE to 484848 and start learning a new language today. That's VOICE to 484848. V-O-I-C-E to 484848. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019 and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. 
Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones. What does it mean for college football that the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 are playing? Today, 3 to 5 News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay, you got your coffee, okay? You I got buttons going on. No matter what I touched this morning, it was rusty. That's it Friday. didn't work out. That's yes, Friday. But you know, funny. one thing From about that is rust never sleeps. So, <laughs> so does uh, Neil Young seem yeah, to say. So, uh, but uh, no, a big deal there. Hey, we invite you to visit sunbearmotors.com. See their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. The Sunbury Motor Company has two fabulous locations. Uh, the North 4th Street Plaza area, which is where you got the Hyundais, the Lincolns and the Fords, and then over on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, not too far from where the Biff Burger was. Mm. That's where you got the, uh, that's at Runyon Road, I guess, is the intersecting Yeah, yeah right there. And that is the Kia dealership where you can talk to some far smart folks like Ernie and Austin about your next vehicle, and boy, do they have some great ones. I'll tell you what, they got a Telluride that uh, has, uh, it's not an off-road package, it's like a sport package. It is beautiful, mm-hmm. black with a, a sunroof that goes from front to back. It's just a fabulous Good. Uh, good young man in uh, Austin, Martin, over there with Salesforce. Uh, Ernie's there. Ernie can also recommend some craft <laughs> beers for you if you choose to get into that discussion. But uh, no, good uh, sales good Salesforce at Kia and Sunbury Motors there. Salespeople say Ernie could be Austin's grandfather. Is that? I, uh, I would that say maybe apart. maybe uncle. Uncle, you know, okay. let's give Ernie a little yeah, break. See Jeff Clock, he's, he's still over there, and oh, Jason's Clocky. over at the yeah. Lincoln dealership, yeah. and Kyle. We know our good Kyle Alexander's down there. You, you nurtured him in to the man he is today, Mark. He's moving 10, he says, down oh, there. So, <laughs> he's having a great time. But yeah, that's what they got at the Sunbury Motor Company. Great people, great vehicles. They got the quick lane. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. They got a great website. I've rebuilt my Ford Ranger 20 mm. times owner. Uh, what over color are you going I invite you to for? do the same. What's that? I mean, what color are you going for? I'm thinking the gunmetal gray is your... Oh, they came out. Uh, it's a new color. I, I bet all of the ones I have are black. I like that. Ooh. But... Um, they have a new one. Uh, it's like a rusty bronze. Oh, it is a pretty, pretty color. It's got like metal bra- flakes like in it. Like a Brazilian it. color there? Ah, uh, yeah, something like that. I'm not sure. You're <laughs> going <laughs> south of the uh, so- south of the equator? <laughs> south of the bikini. So, yes. Oh. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, it's a great brownish, uh, bronzy color. I really like it. So, yeah, that's uh, Ford, Hyundai, Kia, Lincoln, and Sunbury Motor Company. Any good vehicle purchase has the same start. SunburyMotors.com. They would just love to choose chat with you and uh, make sure that you like me and Ben and uh, well not yet uh, Matt but uh, in the years ahead he'll be a happy customer too of the Sunbury mm-hmm. Motor Company. We invite folks to call us. We're talking about high school sports. I insist that they're 100% safe and uh, some Mark. other folks say no we got our priorities. Cock-eye. Life is not 100% safe <laughs> yeah, but, we choose to, but we choose to live. All right, I mean so this is where we're at. Though. I know we got one text there. Uh, let's see. Good morning. The oh no, that's yesterday's. Well, we'll read that too. We'll try to do that. Good morning, Ben. Look at Georgia, where the whole school shut down and students are in quarantine. Well, that was mismanaged. That's yeah. that's mismanagement there. That's not. Yeah, so uh, that's so, the Florida Marlins version of education. Yeah. So what about the schools that have have opened down south and are are working? So again, uh, you can cherry pick, and both sides cherry pick certain things. The numbers, though, get to be. You know, people talk, follow the science, follow the science. And I think if you look at the numbers from 2019 from the CDC and you look at influenza, I'm not 
comparing COVID to, to influenza from a standpoint of, yes, they're viruses, but no, no, COVID is worse. However, when you look at the age group from 18 and under, the numbers are somewhere in last year, maybe 160 young folks, unfortunately, passed away from influenza. Right now, with the COVID, it's somewhere 40 plus or minus something, and of course, any anyone is bad, but you look at, hold it, young folks have, there's a, there's a different hurdle that corona and young folks have. It's not as high as you and me or somebody who's in their 70s or 80s. We know young people don't suffer problems. from it as much. Do they spread it as much? Uh, to be determined, and that's mm. why I, I asked Dr. Levine, when you say we don't have data to know how safe this is, well, hold it. Where's your data to know how unsafe? And Matt made a good point. Is we've been having Little League Baseball. We've been having travel baseball. Local teams, but no lo- championships. Local teams. So, well, what's the difference? They're playing. Mm-hmm. And and then you've had uh, field hockey tournaments. You've had basketball. You have uh, some seven-on-seven footballs that have been going on quietly around the area uh, within within the teams. And, and, and I understand down in south-central Pennsylvania between some teams. So you know, life is going on here, but like I said, too much politics involved here, and Governor Wolf is the captain of the corona political ship. Well, one of our good listeners pointed out uh, that, uh, unfortunately, what the governor says goes for all of Harrisburg, so his recommendation carries a tremendous amount of weight well, at the PIAA. I was in Harrisburg in the morning, uh, got the, like I said, uh, you know, got, got a good chance to talk to uh, Dr. Lombardi, who I've known for 26 years. Uh, Frequent uh, Steve Jones show guest? Yes, a good, real solid guy and looking out for the uh, student-athlete. But in Harrisburg, the political undercurrent is starting to pull because they're they're looking at Governor Wolf as, hold it, you're two years here and we're going to have to put up with you. Even Democrats are starting to question this King-Wolf attitude. And depending on the election, depending on the election, Trump administration's there next four years. Governor Wolf's political clout, political capital, he'll he'll need a loan to have political capital uh, if the uh, Trump administration is there for another four years old. So, you know, the Democrats are starting to question the King Wolf attitude. Well, and we'll probably revert back to a Republican governor next after this. Well, the Republicans have to get their heads out of the their backsides. I say that uh, politely. I know that's anatomically impossible, but uh, <laughs> well, for the like Republicans, they have, the state, they, they have to find s- backsides. Well, they have to find somebody to run for governor. Holy smokes. They, I mean, people tell me they have this bench, and I said, well, who? And then when somebody takes five seconds to start to name people off, no. You know, is Senator Toomey interested in being governor? Is yes. he interested in running? Okay, if he is, you know, then, then we'll get going after this, uh, this next election. We'll see uh, what the political landscape is. But uh, remember, folks, Republicans out there, Tom Corbett gave us Tom Wolf. Barack Obama gave the country Donald Trump. So, uh, so we you know, got to get these at. interim leaders out. Let's get some people that can lead. And then let's get some people who can then implement and make, and I say this politely to all the people in Harrisburg, especially those in the majority, is what are you doing to make life better? For Pennsylvanians, what added value are you bringing to Harrisburg? 
for your constituents and then for all of Pennsylvania. One of our good listeners sends us a text says, get ready for Josh Shapiro versus Pat Toomey. And then in parentheses, mm. Pat Toomey will enjoy Josh's lunch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, that's that's an interesting point. But uh, as we're finding out, uh, uh, the politics uh, can change. I don't know about daily, but weekly. So uh, we'll see. But uh, no, Pat Toomey is is going to step up and want to be governor. Uh, that that's that's going to be a positive. Uh, however, I think that creates some angst in the Republican-controlled Senate right now. So uh, we'll, we'll have also, to see who, uh, who wants to fill in for him as a senator. The, uh, also in Pennsylvania, the Republican uh, House and Senate members are very concerned because Pat Toomey's interested in common-sense changes in gun laws, and they are not. This is WKOK Sunday. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Fact checkers are calling out President Trump for floating a false conspiracy theory about Joe Biden's new running mate. Mr. Trump cites an op-ed in Newsweek questioning Kamala Harris eligibility. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe explains. Harris's parents immigrated from Jamaica and India. She was born in Oakland, California. And any person born in the United States is an American citizen. So there's no doubt about Harris's eligibility. The attack mirrors the racist accusations Mr. Trump once made against former President Barack Obama. According to Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution, a presidential candidate must be a natural-born citizen of the U.S., a resident for 14 years and 35 years of age or older. Harris meets each requirement. A prestigious medical group is now recommending even tiny tots cover up during the pandemic. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. The American Academy of Pediatrics has issued some new guidance for children over the age of two. It says a vast majority can wear masks safely, and many will adopt just like they have to car seats and bicycle helmets. This guidance says as parents prepare to send them back to school and child care, face covering should be part of their new normal. New numbers from the CDC show one in four young adults say they've considered suicide over the last month. 40% cite challenges linked to social distancing and stay-at-home orders. Israel and the United Arab Emirates have reached a historic agreement to establish normal diplomatic relations. The president's son and senior advisor Jared Kushner led the talks. He tells CBS this morning. This is a dramatic breakthrough that will make the Middle East safer. It means that less American troops will have to be over there. CBS's Robert Berger has more from Jerusalem. Israelis are hailing the peace agreement with the United Arab Emirates, the first with an Arab state in 26 years. We look forward to the day when there will be peace for all of us. But Palestinians say it's treason. For the Palestinian people, it accomplished nothing. They say there can be no peace without the creation of a Palestinian state. We're back to buying as much as we did before the pandemic. Though retail purchases were up uh, less than expected, 1.2% in July, it restores sales to pre-COVID levels. S&P futures are down four. A game maker is going to court. Fortnite's creator Epic is suing Apple and Google for banning the smash hit from their app stores. An Epic online fight began when the game maker encouraged users to pay it directly instead of making purchases through the two tech giants. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. 
Here's how we long for Skechers ArchFit shoes. If you've never tried ArchFit shoes from Skechers, you're missing out on next level comfort. Saying you like comfort but not trying ArchFit is like saying you like Italian food but you've never tried pasta. Skechers teamed up with podiatrists who used over 20 years of data to create a shoe that provides total foot and arch support for all day comfort. ArchFit distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have. You don't need an arch problem to love how they feel. See all the styles of machine washable ArchFit shoes now at Skechers.com. Work at home. Work out at home. Second period math at home. Date night at home. Lately, we're doing a lot more at home, which means we're doing a lot less driving. With pay-per-mile car insurance from Allstate, you get the same reliable coverage you'd expect, but only pay for the miles you drive. Drive less, save more with Allstate. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote. Price based on driving behaviors and includes daily rates subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. A comedy classic gets new context. There isn't much for Blazing Saddles we could actually play on the radio. I hereby assume the duties of the office of sheriff in and for the township of Rockridge. Because the 1974 Mel Brooks comedy is full of racial stereotypes, language, and attitudes that were all satirized. Now HBO streaming service has added an introduction from a noted film scholar saying racism is front and center, but a more enlightened perspective is provided by the main characters. HBO spokeswoman says, as they did with Gone with the Wind earlier, they added the intro to put the movie into proper social context. Peter King, CBS News. Mookie is proving to be worth the moolah. It is gone! Mookie with another three home runs! High-paid Dodger slugger Mookie Betts hit three home runs in a game for the sixth time in his career. And last night's 11-2 route of the Padres. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Hiring can be challenging, but ZipRecruiter makes it fast and easy. We talked to COO Dylan Miskowitz, who needed to hire a director of coffee for his company, Cafe Altura. We would look through lots of applications for people who were not qualified. It definitely felt like we were looking for a needle in a haystack. So Dylan started using ZipRecruiter and found his perfect candidate in a few days. ZipRecruiter's powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. We were very impressed with how quickly we had quality candidates apply through ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is a powerful tool in our hiring process. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash try. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash try. ZipRecruiter.com slash try. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben is directly across from me and directly opposed to me on many, 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 <laughs> many topics. No, no, just kidding. On The Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 702. 
888-344-2236. On the early part of our show, we talked about uh, who would be a good candidate for governor and why a Republican will probably win the next election. Josh Shapiro versus Pat Toomey was uh, talked about. One of our listeners, before we get to headlines, says he has an idea who would make a good governor. Go ahead, sir. Al, you're on the mark. Good morning. And I nominate Fred Keller. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he'd be a good governor. He's got that. Yeah, and get him out of well, Washington. He's too glued in down there. The presidency would be next. Then. It'd be nice just to have a president from uh, this area for a change. <laughs> he has to be governor for, for a little bit. I'm sure people, I'm sure people in Lubbock, Texas, say hey, it'd be good to have a president from our area. Can you imagine <laughs> Fred Keller in, in the White House? Uh, we're he's, sending been, you a, he's, we're, he's been to the White House, I know that. We're sending you a deficit spending bill. No. Uh, we have another interim spending bill. No. The deficit, no. <laughs> it's oh, like, I think, no, that uh, wouldn't work. I think there's some positives there. Right. So no oh, more yeah. deficit spending. Can, Al, can you see Mark Lawrence as press secretary? Uh, no. I see him right where he's at. <laughs> I think they choose somebody from your political party, generally speaking. Well, I, I, why wouldn't they, you choose somebody who could get the job done? Somebody who doesn't oppose your your thoughts and ideals. That's the, You have to have that, at least. All right, Al, good Yep, good nomination. We'll take it. Thank you so much. Okay, you uh, And I we speculated this week who would be a good woman to run for president, too. Condoleezza Rice topped the list. Well, how about the best candidate to run? gender neutral on the candidate and the race how about the best person whatever they might be uh we we we, wow. we, we, we seem that to work. yeah we seem to uh, dilute our thoughts and it has you know identity politics it needs to be a certain gender and a certain race well, how, how about just a person who can get the job done i think that's what we are doing in the oh, u.s right now we are well, we're nominating people that we want to be president. I'm not sure they're the oh, best. Well, I mean, okay. to say that, you know, Trump and Biden are the best of anything. Well, is Joe Biden was was true. put in a corner. He was going to, it was 99% clear he was going to choose a woman of color. Mm. And, of course, then when the 100 uh, participants who penned uh, their, their names to a letter to him said, uh, you will pick a black woman. Uh, where was Joe going to go? And particularly the Hollywood group, and that would have uh, greatly reduced his... If he would have put... If he would have selected a white male, his fundraising would have went below where whales leave things. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, so he, he was put in a corner. Now, you can argue, discuss debate uh, if she's the best person, but uh, he was definitely put into a corner, so a little bit of mob rule within the Democratic progressive ranks. Right, 1-800-795-9565. The president uh, mentioned that there is a rumor out there that Kamala Harris might not be eligible to run for president, so uh, we can talk a little bit about that. A lot of that is sort of media-driven, trying to make the president look bad, so what's your sort reaction of? to that? <laughs> we talked about COVID-19 and high school sports. Uh, you're welcome to call in about that uh, or anything else you wish to today. It's an Open Phones Friday. Ben is the co-host. Matt Catrillo, our fabulous news director, is our 
producer this morning. Let's do some brief news headlines. In-person learning with virtual options will be the way the academic year will start in the Shikalami School District in a few weeks, and most of the district students will be there. Dr. Jason Bendel tells us the school board decided to move forward with the district's reopening plan. That includes a five-day-a-week in-person instruction with uh, many safety protocols in place. There's also a virtual academy cyber school and a remote option that's available. Dr. Bendel says most students, about 67% of the students, will be on campus face-to-face in classrooms for the start of school. He says about 700 families are opting for the district's virtual academy and 100 families or so say they won't go to school. They'll be online with a remote learning option. The school year begins Wednesday, August 26. That's Shikalemi. Over in Lewisburg, they've decided to delay after discussion about the pros and the cons of Lewisburg School Districts last night. They voted to instead start all classes next Thursday. They instead are going to start pre-K, K, grades 4, 6, and 9 on September 9th and grades 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, 5th, 7th, 8th, 10th, 11th, and 12th on September 10th. Then on Friday, September 11th, everybody will be in school in the Lewisburg area school district. They say there's just uh, too many concerns with the so-called substantial outbreak of COVID-19 right now in well, Union these County. Are, these are educators that should be educated on your term was substantial. Well, that's the state's yeah, term. But, where, where, the, but who from the state is up here understanding where this is? This is in a prison. Well, most so of the it's cases not subst- are in the community. There's 50 in prison, well, yeah, but, but there's, there's it's not substantial in the, the community. Well, if if that's what Lewisburg feels is safe for them, that's what they have to do. However, uh, let, let's get to be realistic about you know when you have prisons, a they get counted for the census. <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of things that prisons do, but also there's a lot of things you can question about prisons, meaning in the community. How do they fit into your community? Now, people love the jobs, and it, and it is ongoing. But uh, you know, interesting that Union County is getting somewhat penalized uh, with with the uh, folks in the prison. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. If you'd like to respond to what Ben just said, Governor Tom Wolf says you can do what you want. Don't worry about old Governor Tom Wolf. We won't be doing fall sports, but you do what you want. It's clear the ball is in the court of the PIAA and individual school districts to decide fall sports. This is Governor Tom Wolf continues to double down on his recommendation of no sports until after January 1st, while also keeping the ball in the court of the PIAA and districts. During a news conference in York Thursday, Governor Wolf says he, quote, thinks he got a letter from the PIAA Executive Director Bob Lombardi requesting to meet with the administration on fall sports and the administration is in touch, but... What I did was get a recommendation. I'm a parent. My kids went to school. My kids were PIAA athletes. And this is my recommendation. <laughs> I also recommended that we, you know, this summer Pennsylvanians avoid going to the Jersey Shore. I'm sorry. That's my recommendation. You do what you want. And school districts are going to do what they want. Lombardi tells us the PIAA will meet with the Wolf administration staff Friday afternoon on the matter. It's expected to make a decision August 21st. 
The governor also says right now the priority should be getting kids back in the classroom. We need them to be in school. We need them to get back to learning. And every time we do something that interferes with that, we're doing all of us, all of Pennsylvania, a disservice. PA Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine also added the governor's no sports until January recommendation did include recreational sports. Dr. Levine also says it's still hard to tell how safe it actually is to play sports. We don't have a lot of granular data from the contact tracing. There hasn't been that much activity. There's been some, but not like we would see in the fall. And so kids aren't back at school and they're not in school sports. So I can't have the data about that until until it would happen. Governor Wolf also tried using an example. A deemed socially distant fall sport like cross country still wouldn't be safe because of spectators gathering at the end of races and even runners clustering during a race, but would keep an open mind about those sports. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070 WKOK. There was a bad car accident in the valley Tuesday, and two residents of our broad region have died from their injuries. Montour County Coroner Scott Lynn says Margaret Smith of Williamsport died Thursday afternoon, and Sandra Hoffman of Milton died from her injuries yesterday. Uh, the accident happened Tuesday. No details out from state police. No new cases in Union County, nor at the Lewisburg Federal Penitentiary. Uh, lately, Union County has had at least a dozen cases each day of new coronavirus spread, but none reported and no new additional ones as of yesterday. 276 overall, 50 of which are at the Lewisburg Pen. Uh, 18 active inmate cases still at the Pen. 11 new Northumberland County cases popped up. Two in Montour County and one in uh, Snyder County. 991 new cases statewide. The death toll from coronavirus in Pennsylvania. 7,400 souls have died because of coronavirus. Talk about the Bucknell bubble. Uh, before students could come to campus, they had to pass two COVID-19 tests, meaning have a negative result. When now on campus, they'll be tested sequentially every 10 days. Uh, they had to pack lightly so they could leave in a hurry if they so have to. They cannot leave campus, and no visitors can come to campus. They also have to use a Herd Health app to make sure that they're clear where they are traveling throughout all of the pandemic. President Donald Trump is making clear why he opposes extra money for the cash-strapped U.S. Postal Service. He acknowledged Thursday that he's starving the Postal Service of funding in order to make it harder to process the expected surge in ballots that he worries will cost him the election. Meantime, the campaign is suing two Iowa counties that are making it easier to vote by mail. The Republican president said on Fox Business Network that among the sticking points on new virus relief packages are Democrats' demand for billions of dollars to assist states in protecting the election and helping postal workers process the anticipated mail-in ballots. The campaign of Trump's Democratic opponent Joe Biden jumped on the comments likening the president's actions to sabotage. The president says he is at liberty to cut the budget, control the postal service, and remove equipment from post offices as he sees fit. No, wait, I think I saw that press conference. I'm missing. Is that an AP report? No, the Fox Business. Did you see that? So I heard the Fox Business. I I think he he points out, you know, what the post office has done. I think over the last 11 years, they've lost $78 billion. Yeah, isn't that crazy? A a government agency that hasn't adjusted with the times. That is, uh, boy, just a huge, huge labor. As you look at their piece of their business pie, the the labor costs are just uh, out of 
out of this uh, out of this world when you talk about running a business. A lot and of now union you see, involvement at the post office. Well, I, I think maybe, but there's also just inefficiencies. But you see the efficiencies on the private sector in UPS and FedEx. UPS a unionized. Uh, delivery service and FedEx a non-union. So you, you, you see other new technology hopefully helping, but uh, no, I think there, there's more to that story. We'll see how it plays out. Mail-in balloting, boy, uh, mail-in voting, good luck. Uh, that, that's all over the place. Some states seem to have the infrastructure, some states don't. I think up in New York, they're still fighting a uh, Democratic primary race that they still haven't gotten in, and there's information now coming out from all over the country about things being mailed, not mailed, things not getting mailed back. So, uh, Mike, we'll let you uh, give us your point of view on COVID and the election. Yeah, as far as COVID goes, uh, my source at a large medical center in the area said (laughs) that what they're seeing is a weaker version of the virus that's more contagious. Now, that's anecdotal. I don't know if it's true or not, but it seems to stand to reason that it it could be. And the reason I say that is because there's a study in London at a genetics laboratory, and they had done it, this was a couple of months old, actually, in May. They studied over 200 uh, genetic variations of this virus. Mm. And from what I understand is, when a virus moves from host to host, it mutates, and the virus mutates to a less lethal form over time. And, and, the, and the reason for that is if the virus got stronger, it would kill their people right away, and then it wouldn't have a chance to spread. And that, that's the natural <laughs> scheme of things, the way I understand it. Now, well, I understand though. It. I understand, though, a, a virus in a person is not looking to kill that person because the virus has to live. So the virus itself mutates to to live. Viruses so, don't think or look to do anything. They well, just are. I, I've seen many sci-fi movies that, uh, you know, on the sci-fi channel that have uh, different oh, on C-SPAN. <laughs> C-SPAN also. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. So, so, my, so my, my point is this. It, it's generally accepted that the viruses mutate to a weaker stage. So by locking down the country, we ended up making the virus stronger for longer. And we locked down the country as a whole, when in reality, the lockdowns needed to take place at specific places where the virus was running rampant. So what we did was we locked down the country as a whole, and the virus was unable to spread like it normally would have and then we opened up the country almost as a whole and that opened up the areas that hadn't been exposed to the virus so i think you know the strategy was wrong uh, and uh, i think the, i think history is going to bear that out now as far as the election i'm i'm becoming uh, very concerned about this particular election and i'll tell you why we're seeing two things right now we're seeing the uh, public school teachers unions basically controlling the educational system. It's becoming more apparent day by day. And now we're having this thing with the large postal union workers. And to me, if we put the Democrats in, what we're going to see is a larger and larger unionization of public workers 
and workers as a whole. Now, I'm not saying unions are bad, but when the taxpayers are the ones on the hook to pay the public unions and the public unions pay off the politicians, it's not a good situation. History shows that. And if we want to end up like Europe, we will. I mean, that to me, that's the goal of this particular party. That's the goal of Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. They want to have a socialist country. And uh, I think they're winning right now. And I think it's up to the Americans to decide. And I'm specifically speaking now to people my age and older. I'm 65. And I think there's a vicious attack on the uh, elder, I'm, I consider myself elderly, uh, myself and older. There's a vicious attack by the Democrats basically trying to, to put the picture in the mind of old people that if Trump is elected, he's going to let you die. He's going to let this virus spread and it's going to kill you. But if you elect Biden, he's going to save you from death. And that's just not going to happen. Nobody's going to save you from death. Okay. And there, there's an there's a understanding that the Democrats are putting out. All of this will just get better and go away if we get rid of Trump. And I think it's, a, it's an attractive choice. I mean, it sounds good, but I don't believe it's the truth, and I don't believe it's uh, good for the future of the country. So I'm, I'm well, having Mike, my friends drop off one by one from uh, supporting Trump, but I think they're making the wrong decision. Well, what's the difference from the Democratic narrative any election, any presidential election? Republicans are going to... Take your Social Security away, take out this and that, make the air and water dirty. I mean, that's their narrative all the time. Now they're using Corona to ride this. But the part about public unions, you're exactly right. And the Democratic, uh, I would say, one of their um, Mount Rushmore, if they had to put, put a Democratic president on there, Franklin Roosevelt talked about public unions, and public unions are basically the the situation there is correct in controlling the government and getting the votes. And why do you think in Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf lines up whatever whatever the teachers unions want, they get? Why why do you think nationally? And you're right with teachers unions and with federal unions. Ronald Reagan fired. The um, air traffic, air traffic controllers because they couldn't break. So when when you look at federal unions, government unions, state local levels, and they have huge huge leverage with the with the politicians, and a large part of those politicians are Democrats, and, and the numbers show. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate one, the call. one other point sure. quickly. Now I used to be. A, a stringent Democrat. I, I've said it before. I've raised in a Democrat house. We had a shrine to John Kennedy, and I, I was laying in bed sick, couldn't move. And I read a book called Free to Choose by Milton Friedman and his wife Rose, and it was uh, almost like a conversion. It's a thick. It's not a thick book. It's a thin book. A little paperback. You can read it, and uh, a good reader could probably read it in two hours. Okay, and it converted me from a uh, a socialist to a uh, basically a capitalist and the message there is the democrats are saying we have to believe in science we have to follow science well you know what the reality is this we need to look at economic science and anybody that's on the fence right now get a copy of free to choose if it's still in the libraries and read that book and i think if you're a, a socialist you may have a conversion just like i did it's called free to choose by milton friedman well, remember, too, uh, John Kennedy reduced taxes and did a 
number of things economically that were were positive. Uh, some of the other things were a little bit different, but he did uh, he did put a uh, tax reduction in and uh, started uh, the '60s uh, moving. Also, the what he did with NASA was excellent, even though that was already groundwork laid by Eisenhower. But uh, to to make that statement, so uh, you know a lot of a lot of positives, but I'm not sure where John Kennedy might fit in the Democratic Party today. <laughs> he wouldn't be. Maybe in a, in a red, red, red state in the south. He'd have to run on his own. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate the You're call. Uh, let's see. Looking at uh, emails. Let's see. I have to hit this. Does anyone find it strange that Joe Biden said, well, how, we should all necessarily, without fail, wear a mask for the next three months? The election is in three months. Duh. Yeah. All right. Yes. Oops, I deleted one. I think it's 80, 84 days. we got to double-check that. In the 80s. So, uh, yeah, yeah, people do find it strange. Some people might not. 1-800-795-9565 on the text th- side of things. Good morning. If anyone can't see how racist our president is, you're living in a bubble. Did you see him yesterday avoid the question about all the lies that he's telling Americans, then holding the U.S. Postal Service hostage? He said Kamala Harris was not eligible to run. Trump is running with his tail between his legs. Biden-Harris in 2020. Well, the, Thanks, the, the texter, yeah, no, he didn't say that at all, and again, most well, your, he said he, no, most your, most he most your texts most your texts are diluted, diluted factually. Uh, I mean, we don't have a a name to it, but uh, no, he did not say that. He said I heard that, and then CBS <laughs> is trying to run with it, and this is why people say the if you saw what was said, he said that I've heard it. Hey, the lawyer who wrote that's a pretty good lawyer. We'll have to see. Bob, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but no. No, Texter, he didn't say that. And are you talking about the bubble at Bucknell? Are you talking the bubble in life? And Donald Trump's a racist for what reason? He's a racist because Ben Carson is in his cabinet. He's a racist because what he did on uh, criminal justice law. Uh, He's a racist because of. I mean, you can define racist in a lot of ways. President Donald Trump is giving credence to a false and racist conspiracy about Kamala Harris's eligibility to be vice president, fueling an online misinformation campaign that parallels one to be used uh, to. He's using uh, one that oh one that he used to fuel his power rise into politics. Of course, the birther movement. Trump told reporters Thursday he had heard the rumors that Harris, a black woman and U.S. born citizen, whose parents were immigrants, does not meet the requirement to serve in the White House. Trump said he considered the rumors very serious. The conspiracy, of course, is false. Harris was born in Oakland, California, which is still well, part of the Well, what US. he said was, uh, he said you would have thought the Democratic Party would have taken care of this. I'm paraphrasing that, too. Oh, my God. Because I saw the conference, and, you know, and the person... So the Democrats c- have to take care of false statements that are blurted out no, online? What, uh, but Donald Trump didn't say it. He said, I heard it. <laughs> he, I heard it, he and, and that's it. it. So national microphone. Well, no, he, he was asked the question. So the person who asked That's the question funny. and the person, the, the the journalist who asked about the lies was was ridiculous. I, I think you would call it a, a part of the anatomy ridiculous. Uh, something nine question. And, uh, you know, the, the, the journalists are got you, got you, got you. The, journalism has been so diluted, Mark. If you went back and took your classes now, 
I think you'd have the exorcist moment. Your head would spin. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we got the rumor that Kamala Harris is not eligible to run for president, of course, which is a false Vice statement. Vice president. But, uh, well, she wouldn't be eligible to be president, I suppose. But, uh, no, but uh, what's your view on that and the president's uh, <laughs> repeating that yesterday? 1-800, in answer to a question. He was be, asked a question fair, by yeah. a liberal journalist. All right, 1-800-795-9565 in the mainstream. Media is running with it like crazy today to make the president. Well, CBS look bad. is leading with it. So, uh, what yep. credibility do you give CBS? COVID-19, we talked a little bit about that. President, of course, is trying to slow the mail service down as much as humanly possible. PIAA, Shukalimi School District getting started. Yeah, call us on all this. And Lewisburg needlessly delaying. There's still a lot of summer left. But time is running out to save on a new Kia from Sunbury Motors Kia. It's the Summer Sticker Sales Event at Sunbury Motors Kia. But you have to hurry in before these deals fade away like the summer sun. Sunbury Motors Kia offers you the low price promise on every new Kia on the lot. Just listen. 2020 Kia Serenos with up to $7,200 off. As low as $23,998. 2020 Kia Sportages with up to four grand off. Starting at just $22,793. Plus, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you top trading value for your current vehicle. Bring your trade, look for a sticker, and save. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. The Summer Sticker Sales Event at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Savings include all applicable discounts and rebates, including Sunbury Motors Kia discount. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, to dealer or go to Kia.com. Mm. This caller, just hold on one split second. Hold on. And this caller is ready to go. Chris, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Go right ahead. Hey, your St. Louis Cardinals? They're my St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not uh, a Cardinals fan. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, Joe Torrey, Dale Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. I got one. Uh, my Tommy American Hurt. League team is the one with a racist name, and the uh, National League team is the one with a racist history. Well, the American team would what? I, 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 yeah, I take it. I, I was, I was, I was going to guess they weren't the Angels. <laughs> and uh, and uh, St. Louis is a was a really racist town. Kurt Flood and all the Gibson, all the black players testified to that. Really black players. They've improved quite a bit, though. Yeah, Chuck Berry is from St. Louis, so uh, yep, a yep, lot of yep. a lot of talent out of St. Louis and good ribs, good ribs. But you know, Trump Trump uses that as a speaking tactic, uh, repeating uh, conspiracies and rumors and false statements, just because. Oh, I heard that when he's called out on it. Well, he wasn't it, talking it, about it, it until he got the question the asked. It, it shows the is not interested in the truth at all, that he is incapable of fact-checking because he doesn't want to fact-check. Well, Chris, he got asked the question, and he responded. So uh, if the question wasn't asked, it probably wouldn't have been mean, mentioned. But I mean, he does that all the time. Well, he, he did that against uh, Cruz's father and, uh, and uh, the, the assassination of Kennedy. Mm -hmm. and, and he just repeats conspiracies, rumors, 
because he wants to confuse the fact. He plays to that. It's one of the horrible things he does. Well, I think I think Donald Trump is control, looking to control the narrative, and you see how the the mass media wants to control the narrative, yes, and he's fighting back. Out, I mean, he lies on purpose to attract attention and divert attention. And the media I mean, is not lying on purpose? It's a great political move, but it's absolutely terrible for the country. Well, is the media not lying on purpose? To control uh, their narrative? I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, the media they they don't they don't lie on purpose when you, when you see some of the reports that are are not factual and w- you know, when they say this happened it's and it didn't like happen. Trump did. He said he didn't okay. write that letter that the the, the, the the he's claimed his son wrote, and then it turned out yes he did. He just lies. The well, press does not do that. The yeah, press that's, does not make up stories. They don't make up stories. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll uh, I'll uh, I'll try to make note of that, and uh, we'll we'll, well, du- we'll double check. Well, you can about it and, and, and that, but you know, find stories that are actually false in in a major newspaper that aren't corrected sometimes. We, we we will find stories, Chris, that are slanted in the first. Let's say it's a fourteen okay, paragraph letter. Slanted, slanted, and then like you, you Republicans, you you were saying the Democrats always do the same thing. The oh, Republicans, uh, they've been wanting to get rid of Social Security since uh, Roosevelt, right? No, I think they've wanted to change Social Security so it's self-sufficient. But, Chris, if you look at Social but, Security... But then it, and Trump says he's going to eliminate the payroll tax, so how is he going to support Social well, Security? Well, Social Security will be funded in, in another matter, but when you look at... What manner? From, from another like matter... plan. We have that, too, right? No, he's but... He's going to give us a health plan. But, but Social Security, Chris is an uh, ultimate Ponzi scheme. Now, people... The social no, security. Yes, it is. Social, from this standpoint, you pay in, you pay in, and you hope at the end of musical chairs that there's a chair for you. But look at this but, way. Social yes, security... And it's, and it's, and it's uh, stable for a lot longer than a Ponzi scheme. A Ponzi scheme falls apart in about uh, three weeks. Well, Ponzi schemes can run for decades or, or what we see, Social Security for a long time. But let me look at this Social Security. Social Security is positive in a number of ways. It allows people to have some retirement. It has programs for if people pass away. And Republicans but, are against that. No, they're not against that. But what Republicans are against <laughs> is the inefficiency in Social Security. But here's the part about Social Security, Chris. Social Security, ultimately, is the government telling you you can't manage your money. Would you rather have... What you've paid into Social Security yourself to manage, or the government says, no, no, you're not, we don't trust you, so we're going to take it back. And if you look at it, it is it is a true, true, true socialist type of, of uh, program. Now, right. does yeah, it benefit? Well, no, no more points, Ben. I don't quite understand. Go ahead and but, wrap up, uh, Chris. you got 30 uh, seconds, Chris. Go ahead. Okay. 30 seconds. Trump lies. He's a racist. He didn't rent to black people. He got sued for it by the Nixon administration. He has a long history. He didn't want a judge uh, to be uh, Mexican-American. He uh, he couldn't give a fair verdict in his case because of his race. He's a racist. He plays on racism. He appeals to racism. And And Republicans have been trying to get rid of Social Security since it's passed. It always comes back eventually. 
All right. Thank you so much, okay, Chris. Chris. Really appreciate the call. Decade. Okay, Chris. Go Redbirds. Uh, let's see. Caller. Uh, caller, go right ahead. Thank you for waiting. You are on the mark. Okay. Well, Social Security. Hey, it's Lance. Good. Good morning, sir. Hi there, guys. It's Lance. Anyway, um, Social Security didn't go broke in 1957, and they robbed a railroad retirement to uh, bail it out. And then when they couldn't give the money back, they hybridized it. So that uh, there's tier one and tier two in, in railroad retirement, but uh, yeah, if that hadn't happened, uh, it would have fallen flat on its face back then. But Lance, would you rather have what you paid into Social Security to invest in yourself? I mean, you 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 control well, ju- that money uh, and you invest it yourself. Look, just look, just what happened when I did for only about 15 years. Uh, I would have had. My entire lifetime income given to me as a check. If you if you would have done it, my uh, one nephew did it on a uh, computer one time, just for curiosity when I retired. So which was better, Social Security or not? Well, no, not. Well, I don't know. Would you rather have at age sixty a check for your lifetime income, okay, or Social Security? What would you have? Okay. Yeah, nobody's calling the government up to say uh, uh, the folks, uh, the the men and lady running Social Security Department, hey, I got some money I'd like you guys to invest, please. Nobody's calling that up. Why don't we privatize part of Social Security and put it into a, a fund, put, put it, it into a stock market Don't or you have sort. to have money to invest, though? Didn't we rob the funds so we well, don't have that money to invest? Supposedly. Uh, it, you know, if you were to put Social Security into the Dow Jones in 1960, oh, where would it be today? No, there's some up and downs, but look where it would be today. But again, government control. Government is controlling you, Mark. You're not smart enough to make investment decisions for your retirement. Yeah, if I had uh, thirty, if I had thirty dollars, one dollar for each of the industrial stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, what did you say in seventy-two? Yeah, uh, sixty. Uh, sixty. Well, take seventy-two. Sixty. Uh, today, let's see, one dollar. I would 60. say this, and Lance, we're sorry for your time. Two, four, six, yep. ten, twenty. Mark, you'd have enough. You'd have one point, one point six million dollars. Yeah, and you would have not a Ranger. Well, in stock, but you could sell it. You'd have have a Sunbury Motors F-150, and you'd also have that Mustang convertible. You'd also have had some stocks that went down to zero, you know. Uh, but the overall, the overall yeah. index would oh, have been Oh, no, positive, it's ridiculous so. how much money you'd have. Thank you. Uh, Lance, please, we're well, taking that, up that all your good really time. That really why I called. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you guys were talking about. Well, you know, FDR was totally against uh, public sector unions. Yes. And, and I heard his... Uh, well, the recording, actual recording of him saying the way he felt about it, and it was pretty amazing. And uh, But anyway, um, how much money did uh, the post office want to take care of the ballots? $25 billion is the number that's being floated how out there. How much? $25 billion. Well, that's $200 a vote. Well, if it's you figure one, one, wait a minute, $1 billion would be... Uh, about $8 a vote. If you figure we have, what, 120 million uh, folks voting, right? Yeah, there's, there's been 125 and uh, 135 million votes for the president's, the candidates right. presidential. That's $8 per billion. No, a po- 
post office needs to come up to date in technology, come up to date in uh, labor, uh, under understanding what what it costs. Uh, post office has has just been inefficient. Yeah, Ten for a billion long time. is that what you guys? Twenty five billion was the number that no. I saw. AP says uh, Democrats are pushing for a total of ten billion for postal service. So, uh, well, in any event, regardless, it's uh, buying votes. Is that what you're summarizing there, Lance? Well, yeah, that's just the way it uh, seems to me. But, you know, the big problem with the post office is a retirement system. They had to fund that, I forget, it was like into 70 years. And uh, nobody in the world would ever think of doing that except the government. I mean, to be dumb enough to try something like that. And that's really what, what bleeds it off. Of course, then, that's a problem that we have here with our state. The oligarchs have... Uh, put out some real unbelievable things for retirement obviously they could never come up with that kind of money the uh, multiples are what was what like two and a half of well what's just times years of service and that's the um, the percentage of your highest income that you get plus uh, cost of living forever you know. nope you're right you're right Lance Lance appreciate the call yep thanks for okay. calling in 1-800-795-9565 we'll take a quickie break we got callers standing by we will be right back when it comes to car buying there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way the other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want the Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse ask questions and take the test drive and think on it for over 100 years the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200 mile radius to determine the lowest price then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. There's still a lot of summer left, but time is running out to save on a new Kia from Sunbury Motors Kia. It's the Summer Sticker Sales Event at Sunbury Motors Kia. But you have to hurry in before these deals fade away like the summer sun. Sunbury Motors Kia offers you the low price promise on every new Kia on the lot. Just listen. 2020 Kia Serenos with up to $7,200 off. As low as $23,998. 2020 Kia Sportages with up to four grand off. Starting at just $22,793. Plus, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you top trading value for your current vehicle. Bring your trade, look for a sticker, and save. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. The Summer Sticker Sales Event at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Savings include all applicable discounts and rebates, including Sunbury Motors Kia discounts. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, to dealer or go to kia.com. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the bus. Uh, Cindy, thank you so much for calling in. You are now on the radio. We were driving down uh, 15 south of Harrisburg, and there's a giant sign billboard on both sides of the road coming and going that has um, Dr. Levine and uh, the governor 
kind of in a blue, pale blue, and a woman in front of it, and she's shrugging, saying, don't blame me, I voted for Wagner. I just laughed there. Yeah. <laughs> mm. where, where was that, Cindy, on 11 and 15? 15. Or 15? Uh, 15. On 15, like near Gettysburg, I would guess Oh, okay. Oh, very, I thought, wow, now I wonder who paid for that. Wagner. Yeah. Mrs. Wagner. That would be my guess. But, you know, the tr- I was shocked when uh, uh, Al Gore ran for president. You know, he talked about putting Social Security in a lockbox. And I thought, well, what is he talking about? <clears throat> and all my life, I had this illusion that the government was like investing with one of these investment companies, that you sent your money in every month, every paycheck, and they had a special account with my name on it, and they put the money in there. But that's not what's happened. Well, they have a book, if you will, and now a digital format, where they log up how much money they've confiscated from me. They've actually spent that money on other things. Exactly. And I cannot, unlike if, for example, I had invested with Fidelity or Ben's Investments, I could go and say, Ben, I want my money. Show me that you have my money. And if he couldn't, then he would go to prison. He's stealing from me. But the government is allowed to do this. And it really came home to me that the government has been stealing from the Social Security Fund when President Obama's plan went through to reduce the amount of money taken out of your check for Social Security. Y'all remember that, don't you? In 2008, he took a, was it 18 months, two-year hiatus on several percentages of what you had to pay to Social Security. He gave everybody a break. And Max Baucus, who was then the chairman of Ways and Means, of the money spending in the Senate, said, oh, no, this is going to be a disaster because it's going to cost the federal government hundreds of billions of dollars that they usually spend. And where will we get that money? So it has become SOP, Standard Operating Procedure, for the federal government to reach into the Social Security funds and take them and spend them on whatever thing they want to spend them on. So the Ponzi scheme enters in here because if everybody claimed all their money, there isn't any. And what would the federal government do to fix this? Well, they would have to raise the taxes substantially on all the earners right now. All the people earning money would have to pay dramatically higher Social Security to make up for the money the government has already pitiful from our accounts. Yeah, no, Social Security was a government scheme from FDR. And if people think FDR gave you... Now, the people who have benefited from it when it was, quote-unquote, 15 to 1 paying in, that's a great, great Ponzi scheme because you have more than enough to cover. But now it's down to 1 and 3 quarters, maybe 2 to 1. Oh, now it's down to 1 and 3 quarters. Yeah, yeah, so, so, I mean, it's a horrible scenario and who's going to be left i mean i jokingly tell my daughter and her friends when they're talking about yeah jobs and i'm going to go to college i said i want you folks to go to college or do whatever you can just do very well pay into social security because i'd like to try to get half of mine back and and it it, it is a scheme and and cindy you you you've you've pulled the curtain back and people who don't understand it we got to get the next caller next caller that you're going to tax 
You want the government to tax the bejeebers out of your grandchildren <laughs> yep, to assure your benefits. Now, happen. if you had saved we that money into you, your Cindy, own we got to stop you, Cindy. we got another call. Thank oh. you so Thank you, thank you, right. thank you. Thank I, r- you. I really do appreciate it. Uh, one of our listeners says, if Kamala Harris is such a terrible, nasty woman, why did Donald Trump contribute $6,000 to her campaign for attorney general in California? Ivanka also contributed. I guess he heard she was a good investment. By the way, she donated that money to charity. Oh, good. But uh, Donald Trump's donated to many Democrats over the years. Uh, it's a sound investment. Uh, opening up our school, another emailer sends, opening up our schools with COVID and the safety of it comes down to the plan on what happens when an outbreak occurs. Do we have enough testing and a contact tracing team to mitigate the outbreak? The kids may be fine to get through the illness, but uh, are they going to bring it back to their families and social groups? And then there'll be an exponential spread, says Tim. Yeah, potentially, but Tim, I would question that and time will tell. All right. Another listener says, Mark, how much coverage has been given to the murder of a five-year-old white boy, Cannon Hinnant, by his neighbor of a 25-year-old black man for the severe crime of possibly riding his bike in the neighbor's yard? Why hasn't this heinous crime been given any attention? If things had been reversed, we all know what would have been happening in the news media just saying. Uh, Are are white boys on bike, is that indicative of four centuries of oppression? I, I, I don't think so, but I could be missing it. You know, it could be that there is some, it is a harbinger of what has what's going to happen many or what have, has many happened. Many groups have been oppressed at certain times, and many of those groups that were oppressed were actually white folks. Right, Bob, so. you get two minutes on the radio, and then Mike gets two minutes. Go ahead. Well, I was just uh, calling to square things away on Social Security. Oh, go right ahead. What happened, what happened uh, that Social Security was actually brought into place by FDR was he had already taxed the nation as hard as they could be taxed. He knew they wouldn't put up with any more taxes. So he came up with this scheme, and he called it Social Security. And at that time, the average life expectancy in the nation was 62. So he made it mandated that you had to contribute to this fund, and then when you're 65, you could start drawing from it. But course he was counting on the fact that you'd be dead at that time but lo and behold just like every liberal scheme they have no foresight on what what's going to happen in the future the uh, medical people just put his plan down the drain and they made it so that and mismanaged it up in the 70s okay all right, it's been mismanaged ever since, says one of our audience members. He, oh, no, that, check that. Different topic, different topic. Okay, thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for calling yep. in. Appreciate that. One of our listeners says the U.S. Postal Service problems go back to the Bush era regarding pension funding passed in 2006. They're funding pensions for workers that were never even born, says Ed out in Cold Township. Part of that, but the inefficiencies go back to the 60s and 70s. All right, and Mike, you're going to close the show for the whole week. Good morning, sir. Go right ahead. Wow, hey, good morning. Um, my comment is that um, while many people call up and complain about things like Social Security or welfare or some other uh, programs that might be um, social in, in some respect, hardly ever does anyone ever mention the uh, military budget. I mean, it is bloated, it's wasteful, it's been documented. Some of it you can't even look at it because you're not allowed to. 
And, uh, you know, we produce the most weapons on the planet. We sell the most weapons. Uh, as much as we like to talk about peace, we're, the, we're selling all the weapons all over the world. We have the troops all over the world. And nobody seems to call in and complain like it's, I think, $750 billion now on military. And that's one of the reasons I like Tulsi Gabbard. She called them out on, on regime change wars and silly wars like Afghanistan. I think she said we were spending $485 million a day there, and why? So well, I, I just find it, uh, you know, it's a dis disgusting to me that people don't question that. No, I, I, I agree with you, but also I think the Trump administration, Donald Trump, had questioned paying the price for certain military uh, purchases, and he's reduced uh, some of the uh, costs in it and the uh, bloated uh, military uh, complex that we were told by uh, President Eisenhower back in the 50s. But the, the military... I think he upped it by $50 billion. Well, no, that, that, that that's that's the overall, and that's pay, that's compensation for the military uh, people in the military. But as far as some of the purchases, some of the things that he, he they've renegotiated some of the contracts. But also look look at this: the military industrial complex is going to live and live long because war is profit, and that's not just the United States; that's other countries. I agree with that. War is profit. Thank you so much, Mike. Really appreciate the call. Yeah, nobody yeah, ever nice mentions call. that. That's who we talk yeah, about. Of on these part. tiny little aspects of the budget, but we don't mention the dinosaur in the room. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us, Ben. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WDKOK OK, Sunbury, 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show.